Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today is gold medalist, Swim Swam co-founder Mel Stewart. And joining us today is the new head coach at USC, Jeremy Kipp. The man... Hey, Coleman. <laughs> Coleman, Mel, thanks for having me, man. Good to be here. Thank you. He wins the gold medal for best background ever. <laughs> this, is just, this is the best background ever. You know, we had Salo on, and Salo had some background on, and it's like his beard was, it's like it was funky with his head, and his beard was poking out. But, uh, yeah. I no. never knew he could do a beard like that. That was amazing. That was pretty uh, impressive. We were, we were all really impressed on our end as well. That was awesome. And I was just thinking, why isn't he doing that the whole time? He should be doing that for the last 20 years or something, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I, I mean, I guess as a head coach, I don't know, maybe I've never understood it. I, I, you, I do whatever I want with my hair and I don't really, I, you know, I don't have, I have Mel to answer to. So right. he's a pretty lenient boss. I do want to go on record as saying Kip also wins the gold medal for uh, best ha- homemade pancakes that I've ever had. I had nice. to practice some pancakes. Thank uh, you. When I came to Northwestern, you made your famous Kip Cakes. Apparently, that originated at USC. Is that right? It did on the on the pool deck at uh, the, the pool deck at USC. That's where it came came to fruition. How, yeah, it was how, actually. Uh, I was I was uh, we were kicking around. We had a really early football game. We had like eleven o'clock kickoff, and we had recruits in town. So we were, we were trying to find a way to like cram in. Like, all right, how do you get a practice in? How do you get a good breakfast in? I was like, you know, it'd be really great if we did like a tailgate breakfast and we like, we did pancakes or something like that. And it was like, as soon as I, as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, I just committed to making pancakes there. And uh, so we, yeah, we, we figured out a way to do it. We started making pancakes. Like, so we would run practice and like with a half hour left, I would like, I would leave practice and I'd start like making uh, pancakes and it, we took it around the deck. So the swimmers were like, on Saturdays are traditionally pretty hard. So like the kids are like and and they're looking up like, oh my God, I can't wait. Yeah, me and my big mouth got me to that one. <laughs> and uh was so at that when that originated, Megan Hawthorne, who's who's your who's, she's been your assistant at Boise at Northwestern and now back at USC, was she swimming for you then? She wasn't. Yeah, she actually probably wasn't even there yet. So I, I think we originated that in maybe 2011 or 2012. Like, I think Megan, yeah, she'd probably gotten there right about 2011. So right as she was coming as a freshman. Okay, wow. Probably start to do that. Yeah. And that was before like the Wutengsu. So that was the old um, McDonald's uh, swim center. So we didn't have nearly the buildings and everything we had. We had the old like scoreboard. We had the old putting green uh, out by the outfield and baseball. So it was the old pool. Yeah. You can, so, you can, you can help us with something right now. You can, you can tell us how to pronounce Fred's last name. Wu-Tang-Su. 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 Yeah. Did you, Fred did Wu-Tang-Su. you know that Coleman? <laughs> I've never tried to say the pool name. I mean, I've, we, we, I, we see it everywhere and he's a pretty cool cat. He's we, we, yeah, no, the guy, the guy looks eternally youthful and uh, obviously a big supporter at USC and a big supporter in swimming in general and a man serious about his own swimming. But uh, so, have you always? Yeah, you always been there every day. Still, 
Yeah, he, he actually um, – he still splits his time between L.A. And when he's in town, he comes out and swims the Trojan Swim Club. And uh, he, he's a triathlete, so he bikes and he runs. And, uh, he's, yeah, he's, he's – uh, and, you know, he's a gentleman, too. That the, the, the great thing about Fred is not only is he loyal, he's a, he's a Trojan. He's, he's incredibly generous. You know, he was a big reason why we have that, the, new, uh, the new facility. But he's just – he's a good man. You know, he's a good family man. And he's a great guy to have around. And, um, you know, he, he's really astute in terms of, like, campus politics and just things that are going on that – as a swim coach, maybe you're not always really like, you don't really think too much about, but he's a, he's a great uh, friend of the program and, and alumni too. Yeah. It's, it, it's interesting where we are right now, because where we are right now is it's not a fun place to be no. we're going through this pandemic. Uh, we're seeing uh, colleges getting cut and uh, we're, but we're seeing big programs. Uh, they've got support. They can marshal support and, uh, they're going to do well. And in the midst of all this, you're, you're taking over this position. This is like, you know, this is, this is a tough time, but this is it's a great moment for you. This is a big step up. I mean, it, it's my, my, my point is yeah. in the midst of all this, it's like, wow, this is like a, a silver lining for you. Yeah. And yeah, truly. And, and, you know, Fred was one of the reasons why, um, you know, obviously it's a dream job for me. There's a lot of reasons why, I wanted to, to come back to USC, but, you know, Fred was a real driving force because, you know, in the initial stages, you know, you know, when they knew I was interested, Fred had reached out and wanted to really, really talk about it. And cause you know, we have a new athletic director, Mike Bone, you know, we have, uh, we're coming out of a, a pretty rocky time at USC with admissions and things like that. Um, you know, we had, a, I had a pretty good thing going. My family was in a good spot and, um, you know, they let me, you know, Fred let me know that, hey, Mike is going to fund this thing. Like, he's going to let you hire four assistant coaches. He's going to support you. Um, you know, because I had asked, you know, there's some, there's some COVID-related questions about budget and stuff you have to really be upfront about. And, you know, one thing about, you know, the Trojans is, um, you know, there's, there's a century of success. And, you know, that success breeds um, support, you know, breeds resilience. And so Fred... You know, because it was because of guys like Fred and a few other alums that like, look, you don't have to worry. We're going to support this thing. We want you to be successful. We're going to do what it takes uh, to make sure that, you know, uh, the Trojans come through this. So it was, yeah, it was, it made it really easy to say yes. I'll tell you that. You've got the history there. This program has the tradition there. And, but the, you have to have the third leg of the stool now in college swimming. You need to have the support. And that's very clear. Everybody in swimming knows Fred and they respect Fred. And uh, so just very happy. And I was wondering what his role was in the background, but it sounds like he was, he was there holding everyone's hand. He was, and he wanted to do it right. You know, he rallied the alumni and he, he's got a lot, you know, he, he is, he is, uh, he's got some experience on him. He's got some years, you know, so he, he's tied in with guys like John neighbor and Bruce Furness and, and, but he, he also has the ears of guys like Eric Venn and, you know, Larson Jensen. And, and so he, he really crosses the, the generations and, you know, and the, you know, a lot of the women are really close to Fred too, you know, and, you know, Lynn Tanko and people like that. So, you know, when, when he gets behind something and, you know, as a coach, when you hear him kind of, when he's beating your drum, you know, you feel pretty good about being in that lineup because there's a, there's just a lot of great support in and, an interesting side. An interesting side note is that he. I, I know he's over sixty, but he looks like he's about thirty-five. He, yeah, he, he's amazing shape. He's awesome. Yeah, we we should all be so. Uh, but he works hard for it too. It's not like he's like. Uh, 
you know, he, he's working out every day and, and uh, he's living, a, he's living a quality life. So he, he's been very successful, but he's one of those guys where, you know, he's, he's taking time to smell the roses too. Yeah. Uh, so hey, now that you're back at USC, um, you know, what, what can you do now? Are, are you guys in the pool at all? Or, you know, how, how are you handling the, How are you handling this team effort so far? Well, what was actually interesting was, you know, we're supposed to be at the Olympics right now, right? And um, so talking about support, USC had put a million dollars into our uh, a resurfacing project for the pool. So right now there's no water in our pool in the diving well or the Peter Dale pool, right, the 50 meter. And there's a couple that are fixing some of the pipes. Um, so they're have long, uh, awaited kind of faster. So when they put water in it, the thing is going to be sparkling. And, and so, you know, we've got about 13 athletes in Los Angeles. So we're kind of hopping around the different pools. I've got, uh, Chase Block and Megan Hawthorne actually in Los Angeles. Um, I've been kind of popping back and forth between LA and Chicago. My family and I, were going to move next week. We're going to make the big move next week. And then, um, obviously we got Lee Maurer is actually here and well met with me. She moves in, uh, two weeks and, uh, you know, we just hired Kevin and uh, Kevin will be coming down from the Bay Area in about two weeks, too. So uh, it's actually kind of a perfect time not to have water in the pool. Um, you know, obviously, we're hosting the Olympic Games in 2028. And I don't know if you guys have seen the picture there. You know, the, the Wotenksu Aquatic Center is going to be the warm-up, warm-down pool for the Olympic pool, which is around our baseball field. So a lot of these upgrades, they're, they're trying to time. They don't want to wait, you know, three or four years because – you start getting that close to the next Olympics, you know, there's gonna be a lot of construction, there's gonna be a lot of stuff going on in LA. So uh, they're, they're trying to take care of a lot of things. I didn't even think about that. And, you know, a million dollars into a, during this time, that was, you know, that's a real expense and it's, it just shows you how much USC is supporting aquatics. I didn't even think about that. If you, if if, you, if anybody's old enough here, I'm older than you, Jeremy. So it's like anybody old enough here needs, needs to take something into context. The 84 Olympic Games in Los Angeles was the best games. It was the Hollywood Games. They did it the best. It was one of, the, it was a, it was one of these games where they actually made money. Everybody loved it. Huge stars came out of it. Rowdy Gaines came out of it. The Voice is Swimming. But it's, um, I didn't even consider that. You are a, you're helming this team on the ramp up to 2028. And that's... Uh, that's got to have a lot of wind at your back. I know you're a great recruiter. We've heard that through the grapevine. But so you're going to have this, this secret sauce in your back pocket recruiting into 2028. That's got to feel good. Oh, it's, you know, if you've ever seen my office, hopefully I have you guys out there for maybe the LA invite next summer or something. But you come out into a, there's a balcony off my office that looks down into the, you know, the 84 Olympic pool, you know, uh, Peter Dalen's pool. But if you, if you look over to the right, you can actually, you'll be able to look into, I think the stands are going to be so high, we're looking at the stands, but you'll actually be able to look down into the like Olympic venue um, for that pool. So it, it's like when you see the, the, all the pictures and everything, it's like, yeah, that's my office right there. And uh, so, yeah, we're pumped. It's going to be, it's going to be very exciting. You know, it's, it's going to be, you know, Los Angeles is uh, third Olympics, you know? Yeah. So, uh, you know, this is, this is a homecoming of sorts for you. You were at USC for a long time before you went on to, to head coach Boise State and then Northwestern. 
Um, can you share, you know, a few of your favorite stories from your first stint at USC? I mean, you know, looking at, um, just looking at your bio, you worked with like, you know, every Olympian out of LA from like, you know, 20 different countries around the world. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty extensive and, and I'm, I'm guessing you might have a few good, good little goodies for us to share. Well, the the first one actually is not Olympic. The the first one is, is more of like, um, my first year, I got there in uh, Dave's second year, right? So I came in from Santa Barbara after eight years there. And our first year at the NCAA championships, our men's team had scored nine points. And I want to say we were 35th place. And um, we, I mean, it was bad. It was bad. And we, you know, we knew we had, we were, we were rebuilding. We knew it. You know, there were eight full scholarships in the previous class. Um, which out of 9.9, that's a hefty. So David committed to going to a world championships or something. So, you know, me and a couple other coaches were back at the office after NC2As and and the phone rings. This was the old office. We still had Mike Garrett as the athletic director. And and Mike Garrett, for those who don't know, was a Heisman Trophy running back. Uh, He's probably about 5'8". He's built like a brick wall. He was playing football when the helmets weren't really helmets. So, you know, he had like a broken nose, like, and just the nicest man, but also just like, just a physical presence, right? So we get a phone and it's, you know, um, hey, please hold for Mr. Garrett, right? So you're like, oh no. <laughs> it's like, uh, so Mike calls us and he's like, uh, you know, hey, hey, uh, Jeremy, did I read this right that we scored nine points at the national championships? And uh, as a, uh, yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah, that was us. And he's like, what happened? And he's like, well, you know, we were building. He's like, he's like, listen, anything that you need, you let me know. He's like, because I want this team to win. Because he tells a story of when he went to school, there was still a, a PE and a survival element, right? That a lot of a lot of universities used to have. So Peter Dalen, you know, legendary swim coach, had actually taught Mike Garrett how to swim. And he's like, and one of Mike's roommates was a swimmer. You know, they didn't they didn't used to they would they would kind of they were in a lot of fraternities and stuff. So and he said he's like, I love swimming. He's like, I love Peter Dalen, and he's like, I want you guys to win. So you just let me know. So it was like. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> like we turned on the chairs, like we got to win. You know, it wasn't a threat or anything. It was just one of those, like, you know, it was a pretty, so that was like our first, um, a real like, okay, um, we got to, we got to get this thing going. And, you know, I think three years later, we were in the top four on the women's side. We were, we were chugging along in the men. And um, I think one of the great um, Olympic stories, I think, was, you know, when we were really cranking in 2012, I think, you know, we had, uh, you know, Morozov was on the Russian relay. We had Clement Lafayre was on the uh, French relay. You know, at the time, you know, Ricky had graduated with swimming with us at uh, Trojan. And we had a German guy uh, on the German relay. So in the finals of the Olympic free relay, we had, we had one guy representing first, second, third, and fourth. And it was like this amazing culmination of like all these great talents really pushing. And obviously, Clement had dove in and, and run down Colin Jones, and which, you know, I'm an American, so it was hard to watch, but it was like, it was our guy. So it was like, yeah, oh, yeah, you know, so, um, and obviously the great end, end leg. So that was one of the great, like, like, oh my God, like we put this kid in this position and we really, we really felt like we had done something on that relay. Obviously, in, in Ose and Larson. I think the other, the other fun one was in 2008 was the first trials at Omaha, right? And uh, Larson would just come off a senior year. So Larson Jensen was training with us postgraduately. And the men's 400 free was the first night. And Larson's in the, in the uh, final. 
and you know we were kind of warming him up and and he just comes over and you know he says like we're standing there as coach he's like at the 150 i'm gone he's like if they can catch me they're gonna earn this and we're like and he just walked away it was like there was no like uh there was no like are you sure you want to do that you know i was like okay So Larson, you know, if you don't know, he's like, and, you know, he's swimming and, and we're in the bowl section at trials and all the, and, and he just takes off of the 150. Uh, I don't, I forget if he broke the American record or not, but, you know, he, he touched the wall, like he wins the 400 at trials, which a lot of people thought he didn't have the speed to do that. And he, he starts floating over the lane lines and he comes right over the bowl and he's like, he's doing the fight. He's like, yeah! and he's just fighting on and, um, you know, it's, and so he does the walk with John Neighbor, of all people, right? John's one of the great collegiate swimmers of all time, uh, USC Trojan. He was doing the color commentating, so he's doing the walk. And Larson, you know, Larson's fired up, and he's like, you know, Larson, you just said, you know, you went like 342 or something, or he went something fast. And um, he said, you know, you set the record, you made the Olympic team. What's this mean for, you know, USA distance swimming? And he's like, oh, this is a big moment for USA swimming. And he's like, but I'll tell you what, it's an even better moment for USC swimming. Fight on, baby. And you can see John was like trying to like, he's like, yeah, you know, but he's trying to keep his cool. And uh, that was one of the first, like that was 2008. So that was my second year. And that was just like, that was pretty awesome. That was, uh, you know, as a swim, as a swim fan, swim nerd, and just to be a part of that, you're just, you know, a guy like that having that kind of success was pretty epic, you know? So, yeah. We need That's more good one, I think. I don't know. I can tell you more than one. <laughs> Uh, here's the thing a lot so we get some coaches on and 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 their stories are they're not painted quite as well you gave you gave us the cheers you gave us the times you gave us the people you put in context that's exactly what we want and you have to know too larson was a real special guy like he you know obviously he's a huge he went on to be a navy seal um started his own venture capital you know with the stanford mba he's got his own uh, venture capital and um, you know, he, he's a, he's a competitor, you know, and he just like, um, watching him work, like some of the sets they would do, um, especially when those lasers came out, like we would do some suited up swims and, you know, um, I don't know how much time we have, but I can tell you a set he and O's did in 2008, uh, this was probably about a month before trials. So the set was one 800 on whatever, and it was three, four hundreds descend. And it was five, two hundreds. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Jeremy, I think you're cutting out a little bit. And I want to say he went like 756 in 2008. I mean, there was hardly anybody going under eight minutes. Uh, Ose had gone 749. I'm sorry, uh, 749. And just like, like, and, um, then the, the, the three, four hundreds, they descended the last they uh, Larson went three fifty two. Lowe's went like three forty eight uh, from a push. Yeah. No, this is like, and we're like, we're watching this set and it's like, it's hard. Like, like you're just like, and as a coach, you gotta be like, all right, now you gotta do your better turns. You know what I mean? You gotta you know, you stop breathing into your turns. These guys are like on the American. And then in the five, two hundreds best average Larson held one fifty ones for a push. Um, and then Ose went like 148 on the dive. He had never really been under, I think he'd been under 150 once, you know. And then the four 100s were best. Um, I think they dove the last one. Ose was a 40. And Larson was like 51 the last one, which for him was a really fast swim. And this practice took like an hour and a half, you know, there's a lot of rest. And it was just like, 
these guys were going off. And like a couple lanes over, Rebecca Sony was doing uh, best average fifth holding like 35s, fifth breaststroke. And she was pumping towards. And, you know, we just, we were really rolling, you know, and it was like, and you looked over and you had Hardy and some other people doing some amazing things and, and you could, and you turn, turn and you're like, it was an amazing set, but that, that distance set was like, um, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. Like that was pretty special. I, I tell that story all the time. Cause I just, it's hard to believe if you weren't there, you know? Yeah, it was pretty cool. We, we talked to Rebecca just the other day and it was, it was funny hearing her cause we had talked, we had talked to Hardy the day before and then we talked and, and Hardy was like, Oh yeah, Yulia and Rebecca and I would, would get up all the time and race and they never beat me. <laughs> and, uh, and then we talked to Sony and she's like, well, I mean, yes, she's right. I never beat Hardy. And, uh, we did get up and, and have some pretty epic battles, but most of the time, like they were sprinting and I was right. doing distance sets with like O's and Larson and, yeah. uh, but I'm a breast, yeah. I'm a female breaststroker and they're male freestylers. Did you talk about O's at all? Like O's, uh, we found out uh, talking to O's that he went, that he, he'd been under 50 in the hundred meter free. Yeah. I was and like, wait a minute. Cause she, was a she loved to work. Like that was her, you know, she came out of uh, Scarlet and. Had he been under 50? Okay, sorry. Uh, so anyway, so Reb was, um, she, she was a workhorse. And like, you'd see Hardy do things in practice. I mean, we would do dive 100s breaststroke. They'd suit up and they'd go 106, you know, like in practice. Like they'd be doing these sprint sets and you're just like, wow. And it's <laughs> like, you feel bad because like if she goes 106 and Reb goes 107 and, you know, FMOVA goes 107 or 108, and you're like, you just got smoked and you just went like the 10th fastest time in the world right now, you know? So it was, uh, it was pretty, you know, we had a lot of, a lot going on. We, I think we had, you know, Chanteau was there. Um, oh, yeah. and, uh, I, I remember Eric Chanteau, um, he did an IM set with Katika Hosu. Like Eric at the time was moving more into his hundred and 200 breaststroke. Eric at the time had, you know, come out of Auburn and was, was a great former IMer. And he's like, you know, I like to do a few sets. I want to work. You know, so let me do an IM set. And we put him in an IM set. I think our band check was And like Katinka is, but she could just do things in practice. Like, and she rolled over, she, she ran him down and like rolled over Eric. And, uh, I, you know, Eric's a funny guy. So he gets out and he's like, he's like, man, he's like, I have not been beat by a girl since I was about 11 or 12 years old, man. He's like, that, that was brutal. Like that, that was hard to take. That's <laughs> like, well, you know, I'm about to tell you, buddy. That's the iron. She was that was before she was the Iron Woman, you know. So yeah, yeah, that was a. So anyway, so like during that time, you just you know, and the and the college team at the time was was becoming more and more relevant. Like our men's team had kind of you know fallen a little bit, and the men's team we started getting guys like Chris Quintero, Clement Lafair, Dimitri. Obviously, Morozov was a was a real game changer. You know, kid was 19 out of high school, and um, you know. You know, and his story is amazing, right? Like he came over from Russia as a freshman in high school, didn't speak English, and uh, was a Torrance. He was in Southern California, and a lot like Lenny Crazyberg, very similar to, to Lenny's story. And getting getting Vlad and watching him grow into the, the man that he's become, and, and just a superstar. You know, but he, you know, guy never missed a practice. You know, it just was was so focused on what do you want to do in water i mean when he went to say um it was really cool but it was like none of us were really surprised because he had he had really gone all in and um 
you know, he'd gone pro, you know, after his junior year. So it's like, we'd won the Pac-12 title, I think the year after, I forget, but it was like, Vlad had gone pro. So we're like, we were always like, oh man, what if, you know, we, we would have, but again, that's the thing. It's like, you, you don't want to hold a guy like that back. Like, you know, go get it. You know, you, you have such a finite amount of time to strike by the iron's hot. So, um, so the college team, you know, then we get guys like Santo Condorelli, Dylan Carter, Reed Malone, and just, you know, that success starts breeding success. And it just, you know, you roll and in the women's time at the same time, obviously Megan Hawthorne was a captain of a women's team that got third. You know, we had, I think we had three or four girls up in the final, the 400 IM, you know, in her senior year. And uh, we were just, uh, it's a lot of fun to be that good. I mean, it's a lot of work, obviously, but, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, and, but USC is that kind of place where you can get um, that kind of greatness going. And that's, that's the goal, you know, to, to kind of keep it going and, and to uh, you know, rebuild the men's team a little bit. We have a lot of guys last I think we got really that. Um, you know, I think we're going to, we're going to make some noise this year, you know, if there is this year, of course. Right. <laughs> so. Don't say that. <laughs> I know. I, I know. I, I'm, I'm optimistic. I, I'm planning on running a practice like uh, August 10th. That's when our move-in date is. So we'll have a captain's practice and all the signs we're getting at USC right now. The football team is there practicing. Women's soccer's there. Um, all the teams are starting to kind of report and everything. So, um, you know, I think there's a, there's a real desire, you know, um, to really make this work and to make it happen. So, uh, and I know our athletes, you know, they're, they're all in. So if it's online or hybrid, you know, at least be there and training through the fall. I mean, no competition would hurt a little bit, but at the same time, you know, as I told a lot of people, like, you know, look, look, our head, our head's going to be down anyway until January. Like we're not going to, we're not going to, we're not going to peak up. we got a lot to do. we got a new team to form. we got, new coaches, you know, uh, you got to get to know Lee and Megan and, and Kevin and, and uh, Lee's fired up. I know I think you guys are having her on, right? And you know, he's fired up and I told him like, oh, let's get, so we're excited. Yeah. yeah we, I, I had Lee on yesterday and she, I can't, I mean, you can, from talking to her, you can tell she's a lifelong competitor. She wants to win no matter what, which is yeah. awesome. Um, but I'm, I, you know, she, she retired from Stanford and she said it was one of the hardest decisions she'd ever made. Um, but you, you pulled her out of retirement, which is awesome. Cause it seems like she is a, a real asset. She's amazing. When I was at, you know, at Northwestern, I know she was in the neighborhood. Her kids were swimming with the club team and I was always like, we, we would chat every now and then. So I was like, Hey, you know, you want to come out and like, come out and do the camp, you know, or come out and like, let's do a clinic. Let's do come out and just like, um, cause people, you know, Bob Seth when he was around, he'd stop by and, and come in and I was like, just come in and get your fix, you know, come in, like, like let's run a group. And, uh, and cause, and cause you obviously when you're interviewing people who are listening, when you, when you realize like when she goes, it's all in, you know, it's like, it's you're either in or you're out. And like when she's in, she's in. And, and I, you know, one of the things about when she called, she's like, you know, what do you think? And I was like, what do I think about what? Like, uh, uh, she's like, what do, I think, what do you think about me at SC? And I was, I just started going, Oh, what do I think? I, I was like, are you, are you kidding me? And um, she's like, yeah. And you know, she had some real questions because you know, she, she, she wants to win, you know? And she's like, I, Winning trophies is just, she's like, I don't know if it's right or not. This is how I'm wired. You know, I want to win. And, 
I want to be someplace I can really compete. Um, and I think her thing is hovering around trophies. Right. And, um, I was like, yeah, that's, that's what, that's what I'm about. Let's, let's do it. And, um, I am a little, um, worried. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Spinal Tap, like, uh, like with her and Megan, when, when we start getting going, like it's, it's one of those things like, you know, most speakers only go to, most amplifiers only go to 10, but ours go to 11. Like Lee and Megan are going to take this thing to like a 13 or 14. They're going to pull the top off of this place. So um, I hope Chase and Kevin are ready. You know, so we have staff meetings. I just, I kind of look around at them and go on, you know, you guys better bring it, man. We're not, we're not going to slow down for you to keep up, you know? So, yeah. I was on the national team for years with Leah and, and she was always losing her voice. She was always hoarse. So yeah, you're yeah, the volume's incredible, but you're, 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 you're taking over a, a big tradition. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's, I, I know you're proud. I know you're excited, but it's gotta, it's gotta feel like a lot on your shoulders. And, um, you know, it's so heading into your first season, how do you manage that responsibility? Yeah, I think, you know, there is a lot of pressure. I think there's, I think most of us in the, in the business feel a lot of pressure. I mean, you, you've got these, the lives of the 18, 22 year olds in, in, in your hand here and there's a great responsibility. I don't care what level you are at USC. I mean, um, there is, there is a lot of, there's, there's 10 national championships, nine on the men, one on the women. And, and you, you, you're taking over for, you know, Doc Salo and is, is one of the greats in the hall of fame who followed Mark Schubert, you know, who's, who's got his own in this county. Um, you know, I, I feel really lucky, though, because I do have those guys in my Rolodex, and I can go and talk to them and take them out to breakfast. And, and uh, you know, obviously I got to spend some time with Peter Dalen before he passed, too. Like, he would come around and, and um, just a gentleman, and, and he, would always, he was always coaching. He was always coaching. And, you know, one of the things that I think Peter passed on, right, but you do have to realize that, you know, swimming is never going to love you back. Um, and it's all about the people around you that are going to love you and who you love. Right. And I think, um, that's a, kind of a little bit of a tangent, but, you know, Peter looked me straight in the eye and said, you know, you gotta love swimming, but just realize it's never going to love you back. Don't ever put in, you know, don't go for it expecting some kind of, um, you know, uh, love back. Right. And especially where there's a lot of pressure, there's also a lot of hate, right. There's a lot of people like wishing you not well. So, which, um, which kind of makes it fun. And, you know, in terms of what I'm going to do my first year, I'm going to enjoy it. I love Southern California. You know, I, I love, I love, I love everything about USC. Obviously I'm at the library right now. Right. And, um, the campus is one of the prettiest campuses in the country. Um, it's a classic brick, you know, campus. Um, the team has been really like both programs, both the men and women have really been hungry and we've had some great meetings. Uh, this women's team is really, really good. And I, I, I got the sense they felt like, you know, had the season not ended, they were going to do something pretty incredible. They were set for a trophy and they're hungry. Uh, this team is, is really hungry too because they realized like, hey, last year was a down year. That's not going to define us. That's not who we are. And so I'm just going to really enjoy getting to know them and helping draw. You know, the thing about coaching is a lot like, um, you know, you're, you, you, sometimes you have to stoke a fire. Sometimes you have to create a fire where maybe the one doesn't exist. And then you have to really, you've got to, you've got to take care of you got, You've got to stoke the fire you know, and everyone's got their own kind of stoke. And um, so I'm going to really enjoy kind of getting to know the athletes and, and finding out, you know, what their fire is all about, you know, because we want them to shine bright. That's it's Hollywood, you know, and the lights are bright and uh, we want them to be a star in their own life. 
and uh, you know I'm going to surf a lot too. You know, I'm, a, I'm an avid surfer. I haven't had a chance to surf in a few years, and I picked up skiing and snowboarding in Boise, and and uh, have done some lake surfing out here in the Midwest. Um, but I, you know, I'm an avid surfer, looking forward to teaching my sons how to surf. And my wife's from California, and I've got sisters in Southern California too. So um, you know, for us, it's a lot like there's a lot of there's a big family pool, you know. And uh, you know, I was when I was telling a few people, it's it's uh, who you have around you in life is really important, you know. And and uh, you know, my sister, my mom passed away years ago, so like my sisters are kind of my, you know, where I grew up and, and where I'm from. I want to be around them and be around their kids, and uh, I'm going to enjoy that. And I don't think you, you know, to me, that's that's life, right? That's the, you know, it's enjoying those moments. The, the coaching part is like I'm, I'm really lucky. I feel really lucky that I get to do what I do, and and to do it at USC is like, I mean, talk about blessing um, that pool and, and every day like when you walk into those gates every day and the olympic flag is flying and like the kids are out there on the deck and you know it's it's uh, the horse around and everything it's like i mean is there a better place to be you know and to me i, I don't i don't think so you know and uh, so i'm gonna enjoy it i'm gonna i'm gonna roll with it we're gonna be good too you know i'm not i'm not just coming in here going like hey let's have fun let's you know let's you know this is like we're coming in to, to do something and and um, I'm fired up, you know, and I think the coaches are fired up. And so uh, I think the athletes are fired up. And, you know, so that, that's, that's kind of how I'm going to handle it, I guess. I don't know if I answered your question there, but, you know. We're, we're down to about five minutes. And, uh, you know, the one thing about big programs, oftentimes they're in small college towns. You are not. You're in, you're in L.A. And uh, in terms of this lifestyle, are you going to be making a long commute in? Are you close to the – you're going to be close to USC. Do you want, do you mind sharing that? Yeah, sure. Well, I'll tell you. So when we first moved there, like we had our first house was in Westchester, which is out by LAX, which is this really cool area, West LA by Playa Vista. And, you know, we had our kids there and, and this, the house was, I think, 1300 square feet. And I don't want to tell you what we paid and what we sold for, you know, but then we moved down to Torrance in the South Bay uh, where we had a house and then we, we left shortly after. So, uh, we're kind of lit. We're, we're looking in the Palos Verdes, uh, Redondo Beach, that South Bay. Um, you know, that's just such a pretty area. It's, uh, yeah, we're beached by my, my wife went to school in Santa Barbara, you know, so there's a couple, there's a couple rules like, all right, if we're going to LA, we're going to the beach, you know, like we're not, we're not going to be in the city. We're not going to be in the Valley. Like we're going to the beach. Um, so Palos Verdes, uh, that's where we're, we're going to live for the first year. And then I think that's my wife also taught there in the high school system. Um, she was a high school teacher there. So, um, you know, she won't have a commute and, um, the kids won't, and the schools are great. And, and, um, you, you, you clicked out there for a little bit, but I think you said about, it's about a 40 minute commute, correct? Yeah, it's about a 40, it's about a 40 minute commute. And, um, what makes it, you know, it's a straight shot, you know, so like, you know, like the Californian sketch, all right, you, what you got to do is you got to get on the 110. Take the 110 South, get off at the PCH, take the PCH. Uh, you got to do, do the accent. Uh, oh, yeah, right now. So, no, don't, uh, don't, don't, don't go there. You can, you can do the 405 if you have to, but you take the 110. Um, but the, the last drive is kind of th through the hill. If you've ever seen like Palos Verdes in that section of the South Bay, uh, it's really windy and it's, it's such a pretty area. So you're kind of winding back towards the beach. So sun, sun will be dropping over the ocean and, and – um, yeah, it's, it's a pretty, it's a last, it's a nice way to decompress from the day, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, and um, correct me if I'm wrong, but 
I'm guessing as, as a swim coach, you're going to be coming in a little bit earlier and, and heading out a little bit earlier. Are you going to, are you going to hit traffic too bad? No, in the morning, in the morning, you can drive as fast as you're comfortable, right? And Los Angeles, in Southern California, it's all about the averages. I'm not encouraging anyone to speed here, right? But like, when you can go fast, you should go fast because there's gonna be times where you're going slow, right? So you have to average 65 for the day if you can, right? So, um, you know, in the mornings, it's not, no, you can fly if you want. Um, I like to enjoy my coffee. I like to listen to, you know, one of the things I did, I did really miss. I love sports radio. I love sports talk radio. And when I, when I got to Boise, Idaho, um, you know, uh, like my commute went from like 30 minutes to like five minutes. So I'd start listening to a story and, I, and then like, I, like I'm in the parking lot and then um, I'd actually sit in my car for like 20 minutes listening to like uh, like a, a, an interview or something like that, you know, so I had to be sitting in my car anyway. So, so I love the sports talk, I, you know, in LA is, you know, like I think Mel mentioned it, you know, there's, we got the Dodgers, the, you know, we got the Rams, Chargers, you know, there's so uh, Lakers, Clippers, Trojans. Uh, I think there's another university in town too. Uh, I'm not familiar with it. But, uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, but it's it's a great sports um, town, and so there's, there's a lot of good sports talk. He froze on us a little bit. Is he there? Is he back? Our connection is going to go on out a little bit. We're down to we're down to under a minute. Do you have any parting thoughts? You know, I, I really appreciate you guys taking the time. I mean, and, and I, I think parting thoughts is uh, what I would tell anybody when I'm telling the athletes is, you know, um, it's, it's such a blessing to be in our sport, and I'm really I'm really glad what you guys are doing. I think um, you know I tune in every day to the the podcast and, and the, the talks. I, I find it really valuable to hear what the coaches are thinking out there. I think there's a lot of great quality people in our sport, and um, you know, so, so thanks for doing that, taking the time with the Trojans too. And, and um, you know, um, come on out for some pancakes, Coleman. I'll make you some. We also got the kettle in Manhattan Beach. Uh, we got the pantry downtown. I don't know if you've ever been to the pantry. That's kind of a famous spot. Uh, oh, yeah, you got to come out to the pantry. Yeah, uh, kettle out in Manhattan Beach. It's nice because you can go have a team. Like, we'll have a team workout on Saturday morning in Manhattan. Like, we'll go out and we'll do some live guard training and do stuff like that. We'll do some open water. Uh, we'll hang out and then we'll go to the kettle for breakfast. Then we'll uh, be coming out and make sure we do a few spots. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swim Podcasts on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.